But it's, God is, <laughs> a genius doesn't even come close. I don't even have a word for who he is. He can make things happen anywhere, any place, any time. And he's done it to me with that painting I've showed you of the, uh, the sailboat with perception written down the side. He had it at the end of a dock when he'd been talking to me about perception. I go to Niagara-on-the-Lake, and there it is, right at the end of the dock. The literal boat he's talking to me about is now there right in front of me. It's like, God, did you bring me here because you knew the boat was going to be here? Or did you bring the guy with the boat here because you knew I was going to be here? Or is, did you just manifest this boat? Like, what's happening, man? You know? S synchronicity. It's like God was speaking. And God can do that. Because he's God. He's not in our simple understanding. So. Uh... Let's see. So it's couched in the lore. Throughout history, stories have been handed down holding truths as mystery. As mystery. Today, they also are all around us in nature, art, music, and movies, hiding the mystery in what I would call modern parables. Modern parables. God is using individuals, and dare I say, they don't necessarily have to be within Christianity. They pull them out of the air. It's like God reveals something, and they don't even know necessarily what they're doing. Think of the Matrix. Powerful revelation in the Matrix. So... Throughout history, that's what they do. Remember, they would tell something. They didn't write at the, in the beginning. So what they would do is they would tell their family and their family would tell their children and their children and pass down this story. So to be like a picture, right? And in that story was a truth that they wanted to share. So it was hidden in the story. Just like movies can be deep, deeper than you think, then it just looks like what's happening. And so that's what has happened throughout history, and God's did it with nature. It's written around us all the time. It says man is without excuse. It's with us all the time. If we look, we will see. And there's levels. So, modern parables. Crazy, eh? But we need to be hungry and teachable and never give up the passion to want to know, intimately experience, know the truth. You want to know the truth, not the information, but experience it, experience it. Like I said, I don't want to read a book about a kiss. I want to kiss my wife and I go, oh my gosh, that's the experience. I don't want to know about God. I want to intimately be acquainted with him. No, Gnosko. You see? That's what this is about. Know the truth. In the scripture, in a lot of places it says, in fact, throughout the Bible, in the book of Revelations, it says, those who have eyes to see and ears to hear, hear what the Spirit is saying. Why does he say that? Why does he say that? 
because he wants to show us something. Jesus spoke in parables, earthly stories, heavenly meanings. It was a picture. Those parables are pictures. That's what they are. To show us something. The hidden mystery. The hidden mystery. Hmm. Okay. You need the Spirit to reveal it to you. Remember the Word says that the Word of God is spiritually discerned? That should tell us right away that there's much more to that than what the literal is. And I will show you this as we go into this. It is a picture language, like your dreams. Do you have to seek out the mystery of the message and the Father, the Creator, to reveal the mystery? He, even Himself, He surrounds Himself in darkness called mystery. He's surrounded in mystery. It's amazing, man. It's amazing. I remember for years when I first um, started having a lot of dreams, and I still do pretty much every night. Um, uh, I used to say in the very beginning, I'm talking like 20 years ago, and I, I'd say, God, if you're going to speak to me in Russian, man, you're going to have to teach me Russian because I don't get this. I don't get this. What is that about? <coughs> But he didn't want my natural mind to know, to, to try to figure it out. And I did try in the beginning. I'd, you know, say, oh, that's probably what this is. But I was doing it on my natural understanding and my, my uh, experiences in life, good, bad, trauma. Um, I, was, I was giving understanding based on sympathy for the individual, maybe, that's in front of me. But I didn't understand. I didn't understand this was a picture language. And that I had to wait before him. And boom, he'd show what, me what it meant. It'd come out of left field for me. And then it'd be as clear as the nose on my face. And I'd be like, what? How couldn't I have seen that? Because it's spiritual. Because it was hidden, John. And now I'm going to show it to you. Because I want to teach you to walk in the spirit. And move you out of your e egoic, carnal mind. I was going to take time. Because I didn't know anything else. The only thing I knew about spiritual was words. You know, I hear the word. In church, I heard the word, but I didn't know what it meant. <laughs> I didn't know what it meant. And so he was going to teach me what this is all about and what it means. Let's look in Matthew. Matthew 13, 15, it says, For the heart of this people has become dull. Their ears can barely hear. And they've shut their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts. Then they would turn back. Look at they would turn back because we turned away. And I'd heal them. <clears throat> Again, just a little bit more out of Matthew there. It says, for this reason, I speak to them in parables. Because seeing they do not see, hearing they do not hear or understand. And in them the prophecy of Isaiah is being fulfilled, which says you will keep on hearing, but you'll never understand. You'll keep looking, but you'll never see. Amen. He goes, I tell you, many a prophet and religious leader 
longed to see what you're seeing, but did not see. Oh, hello. That means there's a lot of things that we quote from prophets and religious leaders that don't see. They're in the carnal mind. They're quoting the literal. They'll have a dream, and then they'll quote the dream as literal. They'll have a vision, and they'll quote the vision as literal. Well, we'll read something from Jeremiah or Isaiah in the literal, and we'll think that's what it is. That's not what it is. They didn't even see. You see? And if, if that's not true, Jesus just lied to you. But it is true. Because there's a time, and he's awakening. We're in a season in the world, in the globe, in human history, where there's a great awakening. And he's waking us up to what he did. Like the boat at the end of the, the dock with perception on it. So the stories of, you know, Jonah and the whale, uh, Jeremiah, all these different stories, Ezekiel, these stories of people going through things, yes, but even they didn't even have a grip on what that story, their life was really meaning. <clears throat> you see, the, it wasn't the message. The prophet was the message. <clears throat> the prophet's the message. Their life is the very message hidden within it. And God has now beginning to unveil for those that want to see. Mm. They longed to see, but what you're seeing, and they didn't see. And to hear what you're hearing, but did not hear. Listen to this. The scripture consists of what has been heard, not what was said. Think on that for a moment. The scripture consists of what has been heard, like the parable, not what was really said from Yeshua or Ezekiel or Jeremiah. You see, they were saying something, but it was packaged in their life, hidden. It's a mystery. That's why the rabbis were pursuing this. They understood these things. There's this whole thing, you see? Mm. This whole thing that we've not really understood in the West. I'm going to say that line again, man. It is so powerful if you get this. Scripture consists of what has been heard. In other words, they wrote down what they were supposed to write down. But it wasn't what they were, the person was saying. What they were saying was literally hidden. It's like the painter. He knows what he's painting, what his, his passion, his heart, the revelation, the, the, the vision he's had. <clears throat> he's putting it on canvas. <clears throat> but you're not going to see that when you originally first look at it because it's hidden within there in the passion of the man. And what he was portraying, it's in music. You know, you can hear the musician, he's playing the guitar or, or playing this instrument. And he's got a whole thing of going on within him that you can't just 
and pull up and say, well, that's the riff. I mean, there's more to that than what you think. This is what this means. The Lord said to me one time in 2005, when we were doing this thing, learning how to um, worship by following the Holy Spirit, and uh, <clears throat> we got to a, state, a certain spot, and the Lord said, have them tune their instruments. And I said, well, what do you mean, Lord, tune their instruments? And he said, he said, their instruments, their hearts, and they can't go any further until they tune their instruments. You see, what comes on the outside through the instrument of the guitar, the vocal, the drum, the keyboard, that is uh, only a reflection if there's anything on the inside. The inside, that's why David was so powerful. That's why David, when they said he was going to play, they would tell people to get off the buildings, to get down, because they were going to fall. Because David, his heart was he was a man after God. His heart was in tune with the Father, and the, the very essence of the Father was coming through his heart into the instrument and then hitting the people. This is where we're going. We've got to tune the heart. Now, in Mark 8, hmm, hey, in Mark 8, they've just fed the, the 4,000 with the bread and the fish. And they got in these boats, and they were heading over, and then Jesus says, was warning them, saying, Mind, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of the Herodes. And they were reasoning with one another, saying, because we have no bread. You see, because they were relating it to the literal situation they were in. They'd just been dealing with bread. He's talking about leaven. He must be talking about that. And Yeshua, being aware of it, said to them, why do you reason because you have no bread? Do you not perceive or understand? Is your heart still hard? Having eyes, do you not see? Having ears, do you do not hear? And you do not remember. Remember is a big thing. Because you see, we're not learning, we're remembering. Remember, we're going back to the beginning. We're not heading to the end. We're going to the beginning. We're remembering who we really are is what's going on. It's all inside you. You're remembering. So, Yeshua's saying this to his disciples. And then, right after he tells them, and by the way, the leaven of the Pharisees would be the religious teaching of the day. The leaven of the Herodes, 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 I don't even know, Herodes, we'll say, um, was Greek. It's the understanding in the mainstream, the Greek understanding. Uh, so, in the same verse, a, pair, a powerful picture takes place that I want to take you in the four levels to see. It says, when they arrived, 
Mark 8, 22. When they arrived at Bethesda, <clears throat> and I'll break it some of it as we go. The house of grace was Bethesda. Now, the house of grace is when you first become aware of Christ. It's called grace. Now, many of us don't stay in grace. We kind of like to take grace and then mix legalism in it, Judaism, which Jesus came to remove. But grace is Romans chapter 6. I'm crucified in Christ. It's the beginning of the journey. So now picture this. You've just started the journey at Bethesda, the house of grace. Some people brought a blind man to Jesus, begging him to touch him and heal him. So Jesus led him as his sighted guide outside the village. Now, this doesn't happen for many of us, but this should be what takes place. When it says that he took him uh, and he was now his sight and he took him outside the village, what he was literally doing is taking him outside the mental construct of his belief system. Outside that group of people that we've been walking with that believe a certain way. This is how it started for me. Now, I got sidetracked at one point for 30 years but this is the way it started for me so i understand this so he leads him outside the village because he's going to teach him then it says he places his saliva on the man's eyes and covers them with his hands now this is just after you get saved man there's this experience that you have with the intimacy of God that is unbelievable. It says, kiss me, uh, with the Song of Solomon, kiss me with the kisses of your mouth, for your kisses, they're better than wine. That's what that's like. That's what the saliva on your eyes is. He's beginning to open your eyes that there's something amazing here, something beyond your understanding. And then he covers your eyes because he's covering the way you've seen things thus far. And now you're going to see through what he wants you to see. Okay, so then, then he asked him, now do you see anything? The guy says, yes, my sight is coming back. I'm beginning to see people, but they look like trees, walking trees. So then what happens is we enter into Romans chapter 7, and what I said earlier happens, it's like um, we still see everybody as individuals. We still see through the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We're still in this perception of... Uh, good and evil, right and wrong, up and down, left and right, duality. We're still in duality. And so that's what the trees represent. 
and they're walking because they're individualities now, they're dualities. There's no, no unity in this. So Jesus puts his hands over the man's eyes a second time. Now that was the hint. Remember, there's the literal, then there's a hint. The hint is, you really think that the creator of the universe needs to pray for a man twice? No. Anybody that's told you that was to teach you to keep being persistent is just a carnal understanding of it. The hint is, that's not what this is about. He prays for him a second time because he wants him to move out of Romans 7 to Romans 8. This is what Paul is talking about in Romans 6, 7, and 8. He says to him, um, listen to what he says after he, it says he prays for him the second time. He says, he made him look up. You see, as long as you're looking in the world, in carnality, in the systems of the world, the matrix, you're still blind. You're still seeing men as trees. So even when we first become Christians and we're saved and hallelujah and we're walking and all that, <coughs> we're in Romans 7, we're still judging one another, we're walking in all this stuff, duality, what's right, what's wrong, brother, right? That's still blind. So he prays the second time, but he makes him look up now. Up out of the matrix. Come up here. You've heard this in church a thousand times, right? Come up here. What does it mean? Look up here. Spirit. Look to heaven, not earth. Earth is carnal. Heaven is spirit. Look to the spirit. Come up here. So he made him look up. The man opens his eyes wide, and he could see everything perfectly. His eyesight was completely restored, it says. That's Romans chapter 8. It says that we're in Christ. There's therefore no condemnation for those that are in Christ. The law of the Spirit of life has released us from the law of sin and death. It's a whole new creation. We've entered a new creation. We'll call it a parallel universe that's going on right here. perfectly that's scripture in the scripture it says to be perfect like your heavenly father is perfect the the perfect day this is all language but it means one thing romans chapter 8 it means this that you've ascended jacob's ladder romans chapter 8 you can see now now you can see completely see in the spirit while walking here perfectly the day of the lord is another term for it the fullness of the day is another term for it his eyesight was completely restored it says and he could see all clearly romans 6 to romans 8 to being in christ first christ is in me like a seed everything that was in the seed is the whole thing of the tree is in the seed, but not until it matures. I go from a child of God to a son of God until it matures into the place that I am now in Christ. I understand what that means then. And I'm living it. I'm living it. 
Okay, so we go from carnality to spirit. Today, many prophets are having visions and dreams and interpreting them as seen trees. And that's why we're having the end of the world every couple of decades. <laughs> and yet we're still here. Everybody wants to leave, and the prayer, Lord's Prayer says, Thy kingdom come. Oh, it will be done. Where? On earth, in the third dimension. Oh, Father, I'm sorry. Everybody was telling me to, you know, jump on the rapture boat to get out. Delusion. Illusion. What are we afraid of? We're God's sons. It's time to awaken. Time to awaken. Even people that have had NDEs, near-death experiences, they think they see literal. So they come back and say, I've seen this. This is what it's like. I was in hell, brother. Really? Okay, well, tell me about it. You see, God is unveiling. But unless we look into it, we won't understand. Seeing they don't see. Hearing they don't hear. They, it hasn't entered into the heart of man to understand. Got to tune the instrument, John. But if you stop short and merely memorize or quote Scripture, not penetrate and enter into the reality of what that word and the experience of that realm of life is, no changes come to you. There has to be a change. There has to be a change. Not about quoting the Bible. You can memorize the Bible and it won't benefit you at all. <laughs> You've got to know what it is and enter into the kiss. You've got to have the experience of a saliva on your eyes. You've got to know. Got to know. Gnosko. You've got to enter into the bedchamber. Song of Solomon. These are all just pictures, terms of an intimate, intimate place with God. <clears throat> this is where he's calling us today. Religion doesn't cut it. It's actually never cut it. It just pacifies us for a while. 